welcome to the Stories for Tomorrow podcast. So what's it all about? If you love listening to inspiring and fascinating stories, you are in the right place. We love chatting with interesting people, people with stories to tell. In each episode, we will be sharing true stories told by real people. We believe that stories should last forever, and our mission is to keep stories alive by sharing them. We hope you enjoy it. This podcast is sponsored by Clockbox, a digital memory box of your life to be shared with future generations. With your host, Larissa Lima. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Stories for Tomorrow podcast. You're about to hear the story of a strong woman who loves empowering people and helping them to find their own life passion. I'm sure you'll be more than inspired by her journey. So without further ado, let's get started with CK. Hey, I keep on crying, walking in the rain. Hello, CK. I'm so happy to have you in the Stories for Tomorrow podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much. I'm so honored and delighted to be here today. Uh, it's exciting. It's my honor <laughs> to have you. Thank you so much. I was very excited when I saw you booking the <laughs> It's not a problem. I was actually really excited to come on just because um, when I read when we discussed what Cockbox is all about, I really loved the message behind it. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited now to record my podcast with this. And also I'm excited to actually be a guest on a podcast <laughs> instead of the yeah, you know, that's exciting. <laughs> uh, that's lovely. Exactly. That's lovely. So let's get started. Tell us a little okay. bit about yourself. Where are you originally from? Okay, so my name is Nswaki Pakwimakevish, but everybody calls me CK. I have an introduction for everything, which is, it's like Calvin Klein, same style, just not as expensive yet. <laughs> so, you know, I'm basically telling you straight away that I'm couture, I'm luxury, I'm just not expensive, not there yet. Um, I, <laughs> I'm originally from South Africa, but I moved to Ireland when I was 10 years old. Um, so I like to call myself South African Irish because I still speak my native languages of Zulu and Sochu. Um, I don't speak any Afrikaans, unfortunately. I can understand a bit, a little bit, a little bit but not yeah. much. But um, yeah, so I don't know what else. Do you want me to go straight in and tell you that's a little bit fine, more? That's or... fine. You go through the conversation <laughs> and we get there. That's fine. Thank you so much. So I know that you're a career coach, a mm -hmm. podcast blogger, a mentor. You also <laughs> hold a psychology degree and a master's in human resource management. And furthermore, you also work on raising cultural awareness and empowering women, which I love it. Yeah. So Amose was very impressed when I saw yeah. your profile for the first time. <laughs> and I thought everything was very nice. I think the most beautiful thing that all those things that you're working on are to help mm -hmm. others. So my question is, what ha what happened in your life to direct you to those specific areas? Okay, so in order to understand that, you need to understand a bit about my background and kind of like my family dynamics, okay? So my dad works as a, okay, he's a, he's a clinical nurse manager now, right? In a theater ward. So my dad has always worked in the hospital environment. My mom has also worked in the hospital environment. Um, and at first... Uh, I always viewed healthcare. It was outside of like the helping people. This is before I kind of decided what I wanted to do. I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to be a vet. Then I wanted to be because I loved animals. Mm -hmm. And I realized that 
um, it's not only puppies and kittens that come to the vet, it's everything. And I was like, I'm scared of everything else. So I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> um, and then I decided that I wanted to be a pediatrician. I wanted to be a doctor for kids because I wanted to help little kids that were sick. Because I just, I kept thinking about when I was sick. And I remember I, I did end up in hospital maybe like a couple of times. And that's what I wanted to do. So the notion of helping people has always been within me. Any career path that I've ever chosen was always kind of directed towards that. And I think it has been influenced by my parents, but also my family dynamics. I had very caring people in my life, my aunts, my grandmother, and my uncles, my cousins, you know, people that would take care of you for nothing, people that would drop whatever they were doing to assist you. I remember when I was 14, my uncle passed away and it was my mom's brother. It was a very, very sad time. And my brother was only four years old. I was 14. My sister was 12. My mom was working. So basically childcare was a little bit hard to come by. My cousin um, came over to Ireland and moved here to help take care of my siblings and I. So my parents could work, you know. Now it was twofold. She came over here to study as well. But it was the thing, if you just think about that notion, this is someone who is leaving their life to assist somebody else. So that's where it started. Um, and just as I grew up then, I just decided that that's essentially what I wanted to do. That's why I ended up doing psychology because I would love to be a doctor, but I can't do blood and I can't do other fluids that leave people's bodies and being able to handle that is not me. <laughs> the other thing as well is I'm very soft. Um, I make attachments very easily. And that's the one thing that I felt would be my downfall as a doctor or working in a medical profession because of the fact that I, for me, it's like, it's a friendship that gets started. I mean, me and you only had a handful of conversations, but I'm already like, oh my gosh, she's so great. And this is this. And that's what I'm thinking to myself is like, if I had a patient like that, you know, and I wasn't able to help them, I know it's not always up to me, but that's essentially where it is. So that's how I found myself in coaching because I wanted to be able to assist without the threat or the fear of death looming. Yes. So that's why the medical field is why I left. <clears throat> HR is where I fell into because I was like, I'll just help people. Um, and that um, blossomed then into career coaching and what I'm currently doing now. I hope uh, that explains why I fell into wanting to help people. That's very <laughs> nice. And you start talking a little bit about your personal life. Would you mm. have a favorite childhood memory to share with us today? Oh, uh, my favorite childhood memory for me would be so in South Africa, the seasons are a little bit different. Okay, so January is like the beginning of the year, like everybody, but that's the beginning of the school year as well. It's the end of summer as well. So in December for a month, we always used to go to my grandmother's. So my grandmother's on my mom's side. She's not my biological grandmother. She raised my mom when my mom's parents died when she was a, a teenager. Oh, wow. She didn't have kids. She was my granddad's cousin. She mm -hmm. didn't have any kids of her own. So when my mom's mom passed away and, you know, my grandfather was basically just kind of like preoccupied, she came to my grandfather and said, I want to raise her as my own. And that's mm -hmm. what she did. And um, so this woman, every year for a month, we would stay with her for Christmas. So we would finish school like on the 1st of December. On a Friday, 2nd of December, we were in the car <laughs> on the way to her house. And we would be there until like, honestly, until like the 2nd of January. <laughs> so we would spend Christmas and New Year's with her. My birthday is December 19th. So I got to spend my birthday with her 
that would be my favorite childhood memory if i could take all of those years that i had with her in that month so from our trips to cape town and durban teaching us how to swim being in the ocean and she also is a huge reason as to why i do a lot of public speaking and why i'm so comfortable hosting because um when i was a child i thought i was going to be beyonce <clears throat> clearly didn't work that way i don't want her voice i do have some of her dance moves just not her voice but as you as beyonce Thank you. Um so me and my sister used to have little concerts for her and she would be like the my biggest fan. She would honestly be like so excited and when we were dancing if it was new singing she was so excited. So that would be my favorite memory is seeing the happiness and joy on her face when we were just dancing and singing to music performing for her. You know, she was just so captured and engaged and that is something that I would definitely would love to watch over and over again. Ah oh, that's lovely amazing thanks for sharing it thank you that's lovely no so problem. just to get a little bit more insights about yourself let's yeah. say we're creating a clock box time capsule mm -hmm. for you right now yeah. and we're setting the time release for 50 years 50 mm -hmm. what would you clock into your clock box to describe who you are okay um i would put into my clock box that i am sensitive in the sense that <laughs> i do take some things personally sometimes not um, but it's just more to do with the fact that i'm a very emotional person um and to embrace that it's okay to be emotional there's nothing wrong with that some people you know have that faceless expression where it's like nothing bothers them yeah. i wear my express my emotions on my face and I used to be very ashamed of that because, you know, some corporate environments don't welcome that or they don't want that too much and I used to feel like I would never belong. So that would be one of the first things the sense is that like you're emotional, embrace it. It's actually one of your key strengths. And um, transparency as well to continue doing that is just being open and honest about how things are and how things work. I don't believe in fluffing things um to make people feel better and I think I learned that because I'm such a people pleaser. Sorry, I used to be such a people pleaser. Um and in doing so, I realized that sometimes you have to say things that aren't true to make other people feel better. Yeah. However, honesty is really where it would actually be more beneficial. So, um my role in my coaching job actually has helped me because think of it this way, Larissa, if I'm just nice all the time to all my students and I'm not honest about my feedback, am I actually going to be able to help them get jobs? No, absolutely yeah. not. No. And that's one of the things where it's like you have to sometimes so that's transparency is very thing. So if students ask me about me being an international student, how did I go through it? How what did I do? I'm very honest about it. I tell them when I had a challenge. I tell them when I cried and just stayed in bed crying and I just didn't want to get up by the way, right? Then like that. Um also just to describe who I am, it would be the energetic and motivational and that just that sense that I have a high amount of energy and I just want to empower anyone that I come across. I want anyone that I come across to feel the full potential of what they're capable of doing. That's essentially what it is that describes me is I just want the best for everyone around me. I want to be that good feeling that makes you look in the mirror and be like I can do this or that person you speak to that gives you those words of encouragement or that person that you know you vent to and you feel like I've actually now I feel like someone has listened to me that yeah. would be really how that describes me it's something that I I stand to be but also 
independent and fierce in the sense of going after my own goals, my own dreams, regardless of whoever is around me, what their opinions are. If I truly believe in it, I'm still going to go for it. Oh, that's so nice. That's very cool. Would you like write a letter in a way and uh, how would you say, would you add it to the clock box? What would you make videos? What would you describe you better? I think I would make videos. I would make videos because for me, uh, you need to catch me in that moment. So it's going to sound, I'm such a dork when I say this, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, when I have really like those moments where I've accomplished something or something yeah. that I didn't think was going to happen, or maybe I was just, I had that like eureka or a day, uh, sorry, an epiphany kind of moment. Um, I have voice notes on my phone <laughs> that I record uh, to talk about how I'm feeling in that moment. So, uh, for instance, I went a couple months back, this was back in October, I went hiking for the first time. And one of the reasons I went hiking was because, uh, you know, people had said it was great. Um, however, there was this huge thing where it was like, it's a, it's a white activity. Black people don't do hiking. You know, we don't be running in the I've mountains. I've never heard in my it's, it's, it says It said within the black community something is like, that's some white people shit. So uh, <laughs> in saying that, I went. But the other thing as well was I have this huge thing of wanting to be the best at the very beginning. And as I was hiking, I had this like euphoric moment where it was like, it's okay to be at level one when you start yes. you know it's okay why and I just like was like why do you put so much pressure on yourself with everything in life for you to be the best from the get-go you know that kind of way even with certain things to do with like I love feedback because it means I can improve myself and I give feedback to myself as well but that's one of the things where it was like I had to teach myself that because it was so personal because I want to be the best all the time. So I do videos and voice notes recording uh, these moments where I just want to be able to remember them. So whenever I do get really down on myself because I didn't do really well on something, I listen to that. Um, and, and she, and I know it's me, but it sounds like someone else who's talking about, it's okay. Like, you know, that kind of way, everything's okay. You can still push through, you can still be the best at it. It just might take a little while because it's practice. Practice makes perfect. Yeah. Um, I think that would be it. Um, I do love to write as well. So I'd probably definitely write a letter. I've written a couple of letters to myself. Um, and I think the one thing that I would say um, that I would include in my letter is just to kind of, <clears throat> it's to step back and enjoy the moment. Yeah. I live a very fast paced life. I'm always really, really busy. And sometimes I don't take the time to just stop and be like, oh my God look at what you've accomplished look at what you've done um, and list it out because when someone asks me then what have you done I'm just like oh oh and then like these things I leave off my list because I just never took that moment to be like hold on girls stop wait a minute we did this, this, this you yeah. know what I mean yeah, yeah. Definitely. yeah that's very nice so nice thanks for sharing I try to no do problem. those things as well and I think it's very good when you're in the downtime and you exactly. listen to yourself and they like it's like you talking to yourself that's very exactly. nice very nice exactly, exactly. and uh, whose time capsule would you like to receive or have received um it's gonna go back to my grandmother again <laughs> just because i'm there's and i'm probably gonna cry in the last so would you like to pass on your legacy for free Sign up now for the 21 Day Story Challenge and share your adventures, memories, wisdom, and life experience with future generations. 
Click the link in the description of this episode and start sharing stories, photos, videos, and audio recordings on the Clockbox app. This podcast is sponsored by Clockbox, a digital memory box of your life. Just a bit of context. I've lost my grandmother two years ago. So on the 21st of May, 2020, she passed away. And it was during the height of COVID, so we couldn't go to the funeral. Um, It was just, it was one of the hardest things. And it was the biggest loss I think I've ever faced. Um, I mean, I've lost aunts and uncles and things like that over the years and cousins. But I think the thing with her is that she was such a constant in my life for so long. And so when I lost her, it was just really, really difficult. And I felt so just like, I felt like all my strength was taken away from me. So in saying that, and I did find some challenging times afterwards, like a year later and things like that. Um, So I would love the time capsule of when she talks to me and basically tells me that I can do it. And I'm going to cry. But um, it's more to do with just that like, that inspiration, that empowerment um, or encouragement, I think would be the right word for it. She's one of those people that basically was like, would encourage you to do anything. She didn't think anything was out of my reach. Um, Anytime, anytime I did anything, Larissa, she, I swear to God, she would be like my biggest fan. Get a degree in psychology. My biggest fan. I knew you could do it. I can't wait to see what else you're doing. Oh, that's so amazing. Everything that I did was always so amazing to her um, Mm -hmm. that she made me feel like I was amazing. And I think for like the last two years or so, I felt like I haven't been amazing because I haven't heard it from her. But like that's it. So that's the thing with them, with me, with the with the with the time capsule that I would love. And I'm so sorry. I'm like crying all over my microphone. But uh, yeah, (laughs) as we said before, feel the emotions. (laughs) That's it. It's just that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, It's sad. I'm still grieving. I still miss her a lot. But I also still think about the times that I did spend with her, and I'm just like, you know, I can't. I can't replace those and I can't relive them, but it would be nice to watch back. It would definitely be an amazing time capsule. Amazing. Yeah. I just love the opportunity the clock box gives people to extend their connection with the love. Yeah. Even though they're not here anymore. So that's very exactly. nice. It's like sending the memories, even though you don't in human, human terms, you can't, but yeah. this way you can. <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. Thank you very much for sharing it. No problem. <laughs> final question for you. Yes. What would you say was the most important thing that you've learned in life? Mm, the most important thing that I've learned in life, be true to yourself. Um, I, um, I'm gay, basically. Uh, basically. So yeah. like, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm gay. I'm like the LGBT, basically. Um, but in saying that as well, um, the other thing about me is my personality is very bubbly, energetic. I have a loud laugh, you know, that kind of way. I speak in friendly terms and stuff like that. And when I say it's just being true to yourself 100%, um, coming out was one of the hardest things that I had to do but I had to do it and when I look back at it now the fear about losing people about losing opportunities um it was there and some things I did lose but I look at how much I've gained I look at how happy I am now as well um in in that sense and even with just regards of my personality it's 
this is me. Like, I mean, the way that I've spoken to you is how I would speak to people on an everyday basis. And but the way that you hear me when I'm like on a professional call be something completely different. Um, it's really just being happy with those two sides of like you can be professional, but you can also still be yourself. You can still inject your personality into everything that you do. Um, which for me is really important. So it's just that that would be it just be true to yourself 100% if it makes you happy do it as long as you are doing something that is not outright hurting anybody physically or anything in that kind of way um you should definitely pursue it because if you keep living your life um on other people's expectations when the day that your life ends and they ask you what was your greatest this this and the other you can't answer that because it was never yours the life, the life that you lived was never yours to begin with because it was everybody else's expectations, everybody else's goals that you went after and you completely ignored the most important person when it comes to anything in life, which is yourself. Oh, that's so inspiring. Thank you so much. No problem. <laughs> no problem. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to write it down from my wall. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I just love no getting problem. to know you a little bit better and learn mm-hmm. about your life story just a little bit. I know that's not everything, but yeah. sharing your wisdom and starting the Stories for Tomorrow podcast. Thank you so much. It was such an honor and I had an absolute blast uh, talking to you today. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Stories for Tomorrow. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Clockbox, a digital memory box of your life to be shared with future generations. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.